Wait, wait, you are in the right place. It is the 8160 with Chris Aguirian, and welcome to another episode. What's up with that, Chris Smooth Aguirian? jams. Yeah, I dig it a lot, we know. Uh, that was music from Thundercat, and uh, we played that music this week because Thundercat and his band are coming to, uh, coming to Lawrence. They'll be down there in Lawrence on September 20th at the Granada, and uh, we have... We're continuing our month-long uh, promoter month on the show. This is our fourth week, and uh, this week we're joined by Jackie Becker of Eleven Woo! Productions. Hey, Jackie Becker. Say hi, Jackie. Hello there. And that's her show. She's got Thundercat coming to the Granada, and uh, in this hour, which seems to go by in eight seconds, <laughs> I try to squeeze in as much as possible, so I switched out the song this week to talk about Thundercat. How, that'll be a, a fun night at the Granada. Oh, most definitely. I saw him down at Day for Night in Houston, uh, on a very unseasonably cold night. It was 37 degrees. And if you are familiar with Thundercat, he plays this bass guitar that you could live on. Mm-hmm. It's just giant. But dexterity at 37 degrees is pretty tough. Him and Kamase Washington are playing together in 37 degrees. So it was it was an interesting set uh, down there dealing with the weather. But uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. Again, it is promoter month. Uh, our fourth week, we wrap up next week with Brett Mosman from Pipeline Productions, and it's been a very fun month. Um, I hope you've been able to catch a couple of the shows. If not, you can catch them on our on our podcast and go to our archive at bridge909.org. And then uh, you can listen to it all right there. And it's a really nice way to spend an hour and learn a bit about promotions and silly stuff and old stories. And there's been so many great stories told over the last three episodes, and I'm sure we're about to jump into some more today. Um, a couple things to plug first. This Saturday, this Saturday and Sunday at Union Station is an event called the Roost Market. Uh, there are 75 vendors, artisan vendors, uh, similar to what you might have saw at the Boulevardia Makers Fair. There's also eight bands, uh, fr- some friends of ours like Nicholas St. James, uh, Jessica Page. Uh, who else is down there? I can't remember anybody, everyone down there. But uh, Sky Smeet will be down there, uh, Julia Hale and Tim Braun. But it's two days of uh, 75 vendors and eight bands hanging out all inside Union Station. It's very cheap and uh, some pretty cool stuff to check out. And then also, I wanted to plug the U2 and Beck show. Are you going to be at that show? Of course I'll be there. September 12th, U2 and Beck out at Arrowhead. Not a bad way to spend a Tuesday. Definitely. Not really sure what we're going to do about the show that day. (laughs) I know. Just do live from Arrowhead. Yes. Camp out. So have somebody grill something for us. I'd help with that. Yeah, grow some veggie stuff for us. I'd do that for sure. Um, that's the voice of Jackie Becker, and uh, this is her week on the show as Promoter Week. She has a promotions company called Eleven Productions out of Lawrence, and I'd have to say of of everyone that's been on and is coming on, our musical tastes are the most aligned for w- what we do here. And you'll send me a text, and it'll be something in my my answer is my reply is usually not radio friendly but very happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh it always makes me happy and i I, i've asked you i think i've said it before like i don't know at what point in life age or whatever where i will not get excited about a new show announcement that i love and uh, a great example of that it was is pine grove and we're going to hear music from them in a little bit but you knew i was way into them and um, I had bought tickets to a show to see them in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then we were talking, and I'm like, hey, Pine Grove's coming. And I'm like, yes. So I didn't have to drive to Nashville. And uh, 
but it, it, so often that, that happens. I remember Purity Ring was a huge one. Angel Olsen was a recent one. We're going to hear some Angel Olsen later today. So thank you for that, first off, because it's like your mind, uh, my own Spotify, live Spotify playlist. Um, and also different from the other people, I've known you for at least 20 years. I can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> so he, here's here it is. September 14th, 1997. Oh, my god! And she just busted out her hold books. Uh, promoters have hold books where they, they keep them. They're Bibles. Well, back in the 90s, we had books. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I think back in 2008, you had a book. But um, where you have everything for different venues in the hold, you have – and a hold is when a band is thinking about coming to your town. So if, if uh, Pine Grove was thinking about coming to Lawrence, they would put a hold on maybe, say, three or four days. And then as the tour confirmed, they would firm up those holds and pick one of those four dates and then release those holds. It's, it's, a, it's the chess game of getting the date you want in a venue. Um, but on that day, again, September 14th, 1997, a band named Dog's Eye View played at the Granada and Casey Crowley opened for them. And Correct. I went because I was in the Casey Crowley. And um, I don't know how I even heard of her music in 1997. But me and you had lunch that next day with Don's, uh, with Dan Simon, mm-hmm. who was running the University Daily Kansan at the time. Correct. And um, that's my first memory of you professionally. But I remember seeing you at shows, riding a little dirt bike, out around outside the venues. Is this is that or is that a real memory? I mean, I'm a cyclist, so I've always had a bike, and I yeah. I don't usually drive cars unless I have to. So but yes, I was probably I on a bicycle this. somewhere. So 1997. That's a long time. That's 20 years. That show really bombed, by the way. Oh, yeah. No one went to Dog's Eye View. There was like 20 people there, and it was such a great show. Uh, But that's to be able to track it to that next day at lunch, we had lunch at Free State. It's in your book. I I do. I see it right here. 914.97. That is so awesome. And this is actually like it's a planner. It has like Mm post-it notes and like all kind of writing. I gave away five pair of tickets, and they had a 3.30 load-in for that show. That's awesome. Good to know. But that next day that we went out to eat, I announced Mike Watt, Dinosaur Jr., The Samples, and Jack O'Pierce. That is awesome. Which is hilarious because all those artists still The samples are here this week. Correct. Out at Crossroads. Um, So, yeah, 20 years, Jackie. (laughs) What happened? How's How's that even possible that I think you said it earlier you know when you talked about getting excited about things as you get older I still get super excited about things and right. I hear a band and I'm like what so that was and then tw- I have to do it that was 20 years ago how mm-hmm. you've been doing it for a little while longer than that correct a little while longer we don't need to get into numbers it's about um, 25 years or so and have, I started doing house shows have you ever had a normal job I, I don't think I mean I've worked in restaurants and, and bar side hustle. And so that there's always a side hustle with anything sure. in life. But no, I I have been pretty dang lucky that I have been able to kind of create something for myself that allows me to do all the different things I love in life and do it through music and somehow manage to still make a living and still be at it 25 years later. Insane. Mind-blowing. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you're just tuning in, we're joined this week by Jackie Becker of 11 Productions out of Lawrence, Kansas. This is Promoter Month here on the show, and we're hanging out with uh, the promoters of the book, your favorite bands and your favorite venues across Kansas City and Lawrence. Um, you know, I, I didn't ask you this question in advance because I didn't want to. But you know, in a, in a in a, a a little bit of a nutshell, how have you seen things change over those twenty years? Like, is it 
I don't even know if it, it could probably do five shows on that. But just it's the whole world's changed. Well, assume, I'm assuming the physical book is not a <laughs> right. I, everything now is a calendar on my phone that syncs to multiple other things. But I think a lot of it is cyclical, and I think as the political aura of our earth happens in 20 years, two things come back around. I, you know, obviously technology is a huge change in everything and how people get across the country, how people want to hear music and do they want to listen to live music or are they more comfortable looking at it through their phones and their tablets and their, and their computers and whatnot. But I think what you're seeing, like there was a great show last night in Lawrence at the White Schoolhouse. I saw a lot of photos of that. Super DIY. And so what I, I really hope is happening again is that people are going underground and they're finding new inventive spaces to do these smaller artists and acts in places that you wouldn't necessarily see it at. So back in the day when I'd have a house show at my house and and you know we'd get the cops called us finally X number of months in after sure. you tried to do it and you can't do it anymore because, well, yeah, you don't really want that on your record then you find someplace else to do it. Or, you know, for myself, I got lucky enough that I was able to figure out, a, finagle a way to make a living out of it. Like, do me, I love music, let's book bands, wee! So. Well, um, you're originally from Wisconsin? Correct. Um, I had asked you a few questions, like, what was your first concert? And it was relevant to Wisconsin. Do you remember what you told me? Yeah, I went to Summerfest, which is a weekly, uh, base, actually almost 10 days now in Milwaukee, yeah. Wisconsin, where I grew up, and... It uh, was Cheap Trick, and Cheap Trick. you know the Flame. Come on, that's the perfect prom song. So I wanted to go see Cheap Trick, and the, I was a little kid, and I, I was did it. at Summerfest in 2000 or 1999, and it's like an amusement park of concerts. And I was up there, and I saw Foo Fighters, and I, I walked past Weird Al like to get to the car. It's a, it's a bunch of uh, auditorium, um, outdoor arenas, amphitheater type, amphitheater type settings. All in the same area. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, they, well, Wisconsin, Matt, or Milwaukee is kind of the city of festivals also. And so that whole area, they utilize all summer every weekend oh, for Irish Fest or French Fest or German Fest. And then they also do Summer Fest for those 10 days. And like you said, there's a series of little concerts from, you know, the big, you know, amphitheater on the end to the little small pop-ups in between and lots of beer stands woven through all of yeah. it. And so it was definitely a, a spectacular place for me to grow up. And my mom always jokes, a woman named Bo Black was the woman who ran Summerfest for years. And so that's how my mom could comprehend what I was doing to how it related to her life. Like, okay, my daughter's doing <laughs> something like this, I think, but just at a <laughs> tiny club level. But look what this woman does. So maybe my daughter can do it too. So And she did. And <laughs> um, I asked you the terrible question of what's your favorite show that you've been uh... to? How and that's that? it's impossible it's like, hard it truly is for me you'd have to narrow it down by years or or genres or feelings or why because everything is a little bit different as sure. to why something is your favorite well then i drilled down a little bit and i asked you to talk <laughs> about your favorite shows that you've booked and there's a couple we have to talk about sure oh well, the first of note would be arcade fire you booked arcade fire tell us where you booked arcade fire jackie well I actually first booked the Arcade Fire at the Rocket Bar in St. Louis for $100. Uh, they opened up for, I believe, the Unicorns. And that, I think, would have been in, like, 2002, probably. $100. $100, bucks, awesome. cash. I actually really liked them, so I drove to see the show. And I don't know how – the. if anyone remembered the Rocket Bar, if you were in St. Louis, the stage was honestly five by eight, like the tiniest little thing ever, like La Savie Fav. 
uh, Tim got stuck in the rafters, like trying to be because the stage wasn't big enough for him, wow. and he got stuck his body between like a water main and the ceiling, and just sang as Lasabi Fav from this from that area. But I don't know how Arcade Fire fit on that, but we we somehow managed to make it happen. And there was just a yeah. electricity. You just know when you see an act. Sometimes you're like, "Whoa!" Well, and then you had him play at the the jackpot. And then in I Lawrence booked a legitimate headlining show in 2004. Um, did you also book the Radiohead show? Was that you? Uh, well, I worked for Pipeline. Worked for Brett Mosman, who Back then. and actually 48 may have booked that one, but yeah. I I helped run that show. But that the, was the exact same day as we opened the Granada Theater for the first time as a live music venue. And I had to leave Radiohead to go run the samples, ironically enough. The legendary, the show was Radiohead at the Bottleneck. Mm-hmm. And even though there was 40 people there, now if you were to count people who went, there's like 700. <laughs> oh, I'd say there's probably 7,000 people. It's that arrowhead size. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, who, the legend That's like has. the Arcade Fire, too. And it was in December, and it was cold. And we actually, for the Arcade Fire, we printed our own tickets that we made. We sold them at Love Garden. We stamped them. We numbered them on the back. And it was designed uh, artwork by Drew James, who does a lot of the yeah. hand-drawn artwork I've had over the last couple decades. And so that's one of the funny things. A few of my friends are like, I still have the ticket. I'm like, excellent, because I don't. So that's great. <laughs> So you mentioned the Decemberists you had at the mm-hmm. replay 17 years ago. 17 years ago. and That's uh, 2000. Oh, gosh. So long ago. <laughs> but it's just, you know, again, you, you, I'm lucky enough, or I recommend this to anyone as they get older, is find some kids, you know, like listen to kids and see what they like. And I ran into this kid, Drew James, and he was obsessed with the Decemberists and how they were, where they were from. They're from a weird part of the country and and. Why, you know, we got to get them down here. He heard they're seven inch, and I started reaching to Love Garden. And then, you know, back then it wasn't the internet, so you you make phone calls and right. figured out who their agent was. I was like, Kevin French just said, okay, let's do this. And they played the replay, and it's, again, another one of those where you're like, no way. Oh, yes. And you just know <laughs> it's right. And to this day forward, I still get the privilege and pleasure to book them all the time that they've been around. Well, we're still not to your favorite, your favorite show you booked yet, but you also mentioned the realm of Jeff Magnum of mm-hmm. Neutral Milk Hotel, which mm-hmm. we're going to hear some music from. But the answer was, do you remember the answer? Oh, yeah, I'm assuming it's Modest It Mouse. was Modest Mouse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in 2006, 11 years ago, you mm-hmm. booked him for four gigs in a row. Correct. Right as they blew up. Mm-hmm. Uh, right on the middle of, uh, I can't imagine. And you've had that relationship for forever. Yeah, I mean, we really, uh, Jeff Forty and I booked him the first time at the bottleneck, and it's a long, drawn-out story involving... Uh, a strip club, uh, some some substances, and some girls on stage with hula hoops. And, like a movie. And Modest Mouse only played like 20 minutes. And I was like, you wow. are kidding me. I love this band. How dare them do this? You know, but they were young. You know, I think Isaac was probably 20 years old when he was touring at that point. Yeah. And I called their agent at that time, Robin Taylor, and I was like, you owe us another show. And so we went from there, and that's been the relationship I've had with them ever since. And then so. you booked them, was that last summer at Sandstone? Mm-hmm. Out at Sa- uh, Providence. Uh, Providence Medical Center Amphitheater. Correct. Um, so the relationships last a long time. Very much so. And, and their manager is an old friend of mine. He and I actually were on tour together with uh, Yola Tango and Quickspace in 2000. Uh, Juan was his na- is his name, and he's been their manager for about this long, and TM Modest Mouse forever. So we have a very long relationship, and I think he's – Modest Mouse is a very creative 
artists and they're very independent thinkers. Yeah. And so I think they're always open to trying something different and new. And I think they appreciate those of us who've been with them forever that can continue to think outside the box and go, where can we, where can we put them? What's something unique we can do with this act and find new spaces for them to play cool. and whatnot. Well, to get closer to some music, uh, one of the shows you have coming up that you booked, as I mentioned, is a band called Pine Grove from Montclair, New Jersey, whom I adore. Uh, we're going to play a song from them called Old Friends. They're at the Bottleneck on September 26th, and I'm guessing that this will be one of my favorite shows that you've booked definitely this year. So here's some music from Pine Grove. Walking outside labyrinthian over cracks along under the trees I know this town grounded in a compass Cardinal landing in the dogwood I keep going over it over and over My steps iterate my shame How come every outcome such come down Lately afternoon with the shades drawn down Kept saying I just wanted to see it Saying what's wrong with that needle shaking outlines in a compass Every outcome such come down I knew it when I saw it So I did just what I wanted So
Sunday, September 3rd at Crossroads KC. Pipeline, in support of the bridge, presents the John Butler Trio. To me, you are the only one. The John Butler Trio. For the John Butler Trio are available through CrossroadsKC.com, Grinders at 18th and Locust, and the Bottleneck in Lawrence. You are the John Butler Trio. You can be the John Butler Trio. Sunday, September 3rd at Crossroads KC in support of the bridge. What a beautiful face I have found in this place That is circling all around the sun What a beautiful dream That could flash on the screen In a blink of an eye And be gone from me Soft and sweet Let me hold it close And keep it here with me And one day we will die and our ashes will fly from the aeroplane over the sea. But for now we are young, let us lay in the sun and count every beautiful thing we can see. Love to be in the arms of all I'm keeping here. Neutral Milk Hotel. The song is called In the Airplane Over the Sea. 
and uh, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. And this week we're hanging out all, um, during the show. For, this is Promoter Month, and we're hanging out with Jackie Becker of Eleven Productions. And we played that song because Neutral Milk Hotel was one of the favorite shows that she's booked in her many amazing years of being a promoter in the Kansas City and Lawrence area. We really should have had a recorder going for every one of these shows for just the entirety of the time, even when we're playing music, so you could hear the behind the scenes scenes stories Ah, for outtakes, like on the website somewhere. So I'd sent you a list of questions, so we're Mm going to jump into some more of those. Sure. I'd asked you that if there was one band that had eluded you over the years that you tried to book and it didn't didn't work out, and uh, do you remember your answer? No, the this is so service. terrible. Oh yeah. Ah, well, I, I booked him in St. Louis at this little dive called the Creepy Crawl, and I seriously, it was so sold out. Drew James and I and Pete McDevitt, who used to book the Blue Note, we all sat on stage, pretty much staring <laughs> at Jenny Lewis's butt, the whole set, <laughs> really? right behind her butt. How she big was, was that room? Uh, that was well, we we put three hundred people in there. This is oh one oh two. That would have been hit. No, I think it would have been three, maybe, okay. oh, three, maybe before. Which was, yeah, Still that a long is time when ago. The, that was when the record and they, they'd only give up? It was oh, three. Oh, oh, three. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. It, it was that summer. They had no AC at this space. It was the only routable date. I couldn't get them to Lawrence or Kansas City. Yeah. And then when it came time to have the real, the, the full tour, when Ben and them were finally active and ready to, to do it, I just, you know, it, the date wasn't available at Starlight. That right. I really wanted to do it, and... The middle one was available, and then they'd be able to do two dates. And I'm like, but that was the date I wanted to do, you know. And so that's one of those, you can't win them all. But, hey, I got to do them in a 300-seat room awesome. with Jenny Lewis directly right in front of me, and awesome. it was beautiful. Um, this has been a, a fun one that's led to good, good stories. Uh, who have you been most starstruck by? Oh, gosh. Over the years. I, I think anyone that knows me knows this story. Uh, Booty Liz, of course, can vouch for me from uh, the minibar. But uh, me and Robert Plant. Oh. Uh, definitely. I, Tell I, us a story. I, I learned how to be a, a woman through listening to Led Zeppelin, probably, and, and looking at those little hip bones. So <laughs> for me, Robert Plant was really special, and I got to work with him at the Uptown years ago. And I was teaching Liz how to be a runner and what to do, and I was bending over to grab a tub and be like, and this is what you put the waters in, and you do this. And I backed, I backed my booty up right into Robert Plant, <laughs> into his male zone. Oh, no. And... I he was so polite and courteous and British and shook my hand and said hello and he was much shorter than I recalled and then I sprinted out the door down the hallway and just started crying because I was just you know I mean you know my lady parts got near his zone and was this the plant and page tour no this was he uh it was with Alison Krauss oh okay and uh I was able to they realized that this was something very special for me and so when he's saying hey hey what can I do they let me down into the barricade to just watch the show myself and it's cried uh, yeah Tears. I got a woman stay drunk all the time like that was my teen you know hammer of the gods moment like hello you know if i if i can't have a shark in my hotel room and brown no brown jelly beans or m&ms hey at least i got robert plant singing to me right now (laughs) you'd mentioned neil young as well oh goodness yes tell us a neil young story i was uh really lucky uh with the the pipeline no pipeline era going into nebraska there was an event going on up there and they had asked if i wanted to come on up and run it and it was it was neil young and willie and it was done by her Nebraska, the mm-hmm. Democrats, and they definitely didn't have a production manager. And so I was like, okay. And I ended up driving seven hours up there in the middle of someone's farm. In the winter. 
Uh, was it no, winter? it was it was it was it was October. So okay. it was cold, definitely, but it was manageable. And to just be able to be on that stage with Neil Young, and he has his piano that has these beautiful stickers from the '70s. Like it looks like it's like you know surfing on the back like these stickers have not been peeled off in 30 years even a charity gig up there mm-hmm. he's rocking his own piano yeah and he of- he has an organ that's from like 1918 and it was the most beautiful wow. musical structure i've seen and he's had it he travels with it and to see these instruments on stage and i am 20 feet from it and to realize that this human being this man who has stood for so many things that i too as growing up have fought for and believe in is there next to me doing this in front of 20,000 people to try to protect our planet and yeah it was lovely it just and then Willie of course and I've met Willie everyone gets to meet Willie or in the past you've gotten to meet Willie I know he's a bit older now but uh, you know having both of these musicians there and again being allowed to be on that stage and being the person working with them and the instruments you know so much of what music is is the bits and pieces of what they use to create their craft and to have those things surrounding me too was spectacular and I'd also ask you if you could work with anyone, who would you work with? And you routed off three people. Okay. You said Debbie Harry. Correct. Brian Eno and Chrissy Hind. Mm-hmm. And when you said Brian Eno in my notes, I was like, I, I fell over. I was like, <laughs> I can't even imagine the opportunity to get to see a, a Brian Eno show. Yeah, and I don't know if I'll ever get that opportunity. Yeah. But it's still... Blondie was just here, you know. Yes, she was. I unfortunately was not in town that day working another job because I, you know, I travel with my work, so I didn't get to do that. But uh, I would, yeah, I'd like to sit with Debbie Harry and Chrissy Hind at some point and just be like, thank you. And, you know, I I try not to be a genderific person, but as a woman in music, it's it's grateful to have these long-term women who are still doing it and making music and inspiring others every day yeah and then yeah brian you know come to kansas city yeah, we'll, we'll give you a good time we'll we'll, we'll keep you safe and yeah, anywhere yeah we'll we'll be chris and i will be there how about that <laughs> um well to get uh, to get some music for you guys uh we're gonna hear music my favorite song from modest mouse which is called out of gas we're gonna playing it because it was one of your favorite shows that you've ever got to book and uh, you've got to see him grow for 11 plus years now. It's pretty awesome. Here's music from Modest Mouse.
was the arcade fire with the song keep the car running and before that i didn't realize what i was doing but we played a song called out of gas by modest mouse that was just a coincidence unintentional brilliance yes, that yes you're a genius yep. uh arcade fire will be in kansas city on uh friday night october 27th out at the uh help me uh what's the name oh, of the arena silverstein, silverstein. silverstein yep. i center uh used to be called independence uh event center out at independence um also on that bill is uh, the opener's awesome too, uh, Bombay Bombeo Estereo. Yes. Yeah, um, they've never played this market to my knowledge. Uh, it'd be a good time to see both those bands. We played that song because we're hanging out with Jackie Becker of Eleven Productions, and she booked them at the jackpot. And no, you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell your friends you were there in 2004, but you weren't there. Um, She's hanging out with us, telling us all sorts of good stories. I'd sent her a bunch of questions in advance, and it sort of helped pick the playlist for today's show. The public always wants to know about writers. Okay. Uh, we've talked about it for four weeks in a row now. Uh, but again, remind people for that aren't in the music a industry. A writer have it. Okay. is when, uh, when you book a band in a venue, when you're, before the gig happens, the ma- band management sends you, the local promoter, you at the venue, and your team of runners, uh, 
a list of stuff they want. And, you know, legendary, people talk about green M&Ms and all sorts of caviar and champagne and stuff. And that stuff's silly and almost normal, I guess, because it, it often never gets bought. Most things on riders never, ever get bought. But I asked you to talk about some of the craziest riders stuff you had. And do you remember what you mentioned? I mean, there's there's many years worth of, of those. Um, you know, for me, I think that uh, Ministry had some unique ones. And he made us buy him a Kiss the Cook apron. Depends. <laughs> And we had to go get some McDonald Land toys from. I the... did say you didn't have to say names, so just to... oh, clips. It's okay. Well, there you go. Aren't they coming here? They're, they will be here. Yes, the same, same day night as, as, as Arcade, Arcade Fire, Fire. with Death to... Grips, which yeah. is a favorite of mine. Not a bad night. Not at all in Kansas City. Um, you'd mentioned Kitty Litter, uh, yes, uh, which I'd never heard that on. Uh, his initials are MM, and he needed Kitty Litter. <laughs> um, and three hundred dollar bottles of wine. Yes. Crazy bottles of wine. Yes, and that 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 artist band had, has, was just here recently. So. Do you remember? Uh, Sometimes it rains in blood, you know. Is that uh, three hundred dollars close to the amount of money you were paying them at the time for the gig? Oh, they were making a lot more were, than that okay. at that time, but <laughs> it's still you know to to have to find a three hundred dollar bottle of wine. It's you know. Come on. In downtown a, a, Lawrence. A boat a box is pretty nice. Can't you just have that? So do you actually <laughs> buy them out when they request these things? Or are you just like, come on? It, it varies. <laughs> you know, it, it for a long time, like, I wouldn't buy socks or cigarettes. Like, I just refuse to do those things. That's the two things Frank said I last know, week on man. the show. <laughs> no socks and cigarettes? That's oh, two, exactly two. Right. Socks yeah. and cigarettes, yeah. yeah. It's just, and I get why bands want socks. Because yeah. have you been in a van with a bunch just of people? They stink. Yeah. So it's like. Clean socks makes total sense, right. but I figure I'm willing to to finance one legal addiction, but not the other. So, yeah. um, I had asked for the best and craziest stories, you, story you could tell us on the air, and uh, you rattled off three names: uh, Ani DeFranco, Ministry, maybe that we just heard that, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Great Vegan King, Morrissey. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely, artists can be very particular. And sometimes you start learning as time goes on that it's maybe not necessarily the artist, but the people who are insulating said artist. Sure. And uh, with Ani DeFranco, it was related to um, it not being warm enough temperature-wise. And Liberty Hall is a very unique space. If you've ever been to the basement of Liberty Hall, it's very it's very spooky and weird, but cool. It's a warren. And, and it's just, yeah, it's kind of dank, but awesome at the same time and uh and they didn't feel like it was the right temperature so we had to go get a space heater and then the space heater made noise and they needed you know it was just this never-ending process of getting her all these things that she needed and they kept telling me the shower wasn't clean enough when I personally scrubbed it myself and so you know sometimes it's just like wait is this actually Ani because she seemed chill as ever you know she just wanted to go sit on the roof and play her guitar and which she did and and so it's always those kind of weird wonderings of did she have a problem with this two years ago so two years here we are two years down the road and they're very specific with it it, you know what about Morrissey oh I mean with we all know the Morrissey (laughs) stuff no meat no no meat no drawings of meat no artistry related to meat no smelling of meat uh they needed beautiful artwork downstairs which is great you know lots of wonderful artists in Lawrence that we can put up some art but Free State being next by you can you can still sometimes smell those burgers cooking so There was definitely a, 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 fl- a fine line there. I asked you about uh, who are the nicest guys in the business that oh, you've worked so with. There's so many. 
rattle off a few. Oh gosh, um, every time I die are some of my my besties for life. Um, I've cooked them Thanksgiving dinner. Murder by death, our family to me. Um, Three Eleven, great human beings all the time. Taking back Sunday. I mean, Modest Mouse, always fabulous people to work with. So you'd mentioned Mumford and Sons. Oh, Mumford and Sons, of course. You'd book them at the the record the bar. record bar. A long time ago, you we, I saw the video and I was like. I think they're going to be huge. And you never, it's always that, that very thing, you, you, you think it, and then to actually see it happen is incredible. Like, you know, when I was in college, when Nirvana Nevermind came out, yes. we're like, this is going to be pretty big, not realizing that it would truly change culture in the 90s. Yeah. And Mumford & Sons, you know, we watched this video, and I'm like, on YouTube, and I'm like, that's pretty great. And then it's like, this is really, you, in its own sense, a sliver of very different from what else was being done at that moment. And then it just hit, and everybody wanted yeah. Mumford & Sons. And they are a very great, gracious band that really likes to do things, again, their own way, a little uniquely. They, they look to the independent. They look for creativity in what they're wanting to do. And, and I've, again, been lucky enough to be able to work with them throughout most of their career. Yeah. Well, if you're just tuning in, I'm sorry you missed the beginning of the show. You should go back and listen to the podcast later. But this is the, this is the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge, and we're hanging out with Jackie Becker from Eleven Productions. Been grilling her with all sorts of questions of her past. It's been a really fun show. Uh, we're going to play some music for you now. Uh, the band is Murder by Death. The song is called Foxglove. We're playing this because it's been an answer to several things. Uh, nicest guys in the business, some of your best favorite uh, relationships in the business, and then later, which I don't think we're going to get to it, but if you could hop on a van or tour bus with any, to, uh, with any current band, you said this band, and I know you do hop on a bus with Murder by Death. I do. You'd ride with them from Lawrence. In a van, of course, not a bus. <laughs> <laughs> you ride with them from Lawrence to, to Colorado mm-hmm. for their big winter event out there. Correct. And uh, we were lucky to have them play Middle of the Map in 2012, I think. Uh, but here it is. Here's some murder by death for you. Here's Foxglove. A girl came in the night. She brought me a fever. She laid her hands upon my head till I was. I woke alone I was still burning The fire was all that was left All that's left of you It was always you It was always you It was always you It was always you you. I cut through the I followed your sin To find the way to you To find the way to you I traveled through floods Through valley and glade To find my way to you To find my way to you It was always It was always you It was always you It was always you I followed a sound That runs in the deep I woke and I found 
Kansas City's creative scene is flourishing, and now there's a way to shop it all. The Made in KC Marketplace, an online market with a wide variety of products from local creatives. Shop handmade items, one-of-a-kind furniture, original artwork, vintage clothing, ceramics, art prints, home goods, and more at MIKCMarket.com. In support of The Bridge, The Bridge is underwritten in part by Inc. Magazine. Inc. is dedicated to keep you up to date with all things Kansas City. Inc. tells the stories of emerging artists and provides a daily guide to concerts, dining, events, and more. Inc.'s mission goes beyond the magazine with a daily newsletter, interactive social content, signature festival, and event partnerships. Sunday sweater, patent leather tethered to a fancy car. I know you wanna touch me in your old religion, caviar, holy water avatar. Blue like the tears when I left you. I met you on Saturday morning. It's raining and storming. Approach me with caution. I come with the warning. If you sweep me off my feet. I probably clean my act up. I swear I'll be on my best behavior from this day forward. A lifetime after. If you're my baby, and I know this world is so Crazy as long as you know my name. I, I, I used to 
a dream in parables Partially love you naturally Happily ever after Cigarettes over blunts Now miracle whip at fun town Summertime Delight, delight Mississippi over ice Janet Jackson and flashing lights We could dance a little if you'd like to My vagabond's a lonely road A celebrated haiku Contemporary overzealous Think I really like you Sing with me, sing with me Paranoia light blue Piano was a deep red, your fingers were a green hue Watching make a rainbow out of sacrificial love In the club off the alley, alley, feeling holy The DJ was religion, I swear on the pulp, you know me just Don't call me crazy And rain don't feel like rain It's been so common lately And love is just the way So tell me what you call me when I'm around. That was music from No Name. That's spelled one word, No Name. The song is called Sunny Duet, and she will be performing at Liberty Hall on November 17th. That's one of the shows booked by our promoter. That's our guest this week, Jackie Becker of Eleven Productions. I know we're both very excited for that show. That was one of your favorite records of, was that last year? Last year, last yeah. Year. Last year, my favorite records. Um, I just... use uh, Less Is More as one of my hip-hop filters. I'm always hitting him up uh, late in the year, like, hey, man, what records am I missing uh, in hip-hop? What do I need to make sure is on my radar? And that was one of his top records of last year of Hearts of Darkness and Heartfelt Anarchy. Uh, but I was happy to see that they were coming through. Lawrence, thank you for that show. I've been trying to get her here for a while, That's so awesome. it was really nice to actually have the opportunity and... And, uh, you know, have her in Lawrence makes it even better for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> I'd asked you, uh, what are some, what are you listening to right now? Uh, how you know, to, in the effort to stay relevant, I know how hard that is. Um, what are you listening to right now? I've been listening to a lot of rap. The new What Race Ramon, I love that new single I just heard. Obviously, No Name is one I've been listening to a lot. Um, Big Thief is definitely someone that I, as an act, I really enjoy her lyrics, I think they're really intelligent. Um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, yes. to get my full psych on, yes. I, I would all recommend we take a bunch of psychedelics and just listen to that band all the time. You said uh, Julian Baker, who oh, was Julian just Baker, here. Great I know. show. Yes. Uh, the Session. Oh. Uh, session spelled S-E-S-H-E-N. Uh, I know you love him. Tori Moi, mm -hmm. his new single. Yes. Um, Big Boy. Oh, yeah. Perfect awesome. record. Great job, big boy. Duran Thank Jones, you. you said? Yeah, that's, uh, you know, from my soul side. And, you know, I, I, there's a hole in my heart from Sharon, so I, I need yeah. to start filling it with some other other yeah. good soul, and uh, he's helping me out with that. You mentioned earlier, and I asked the question now, how do you keep your ears relevant? And you said, listen to the kids. And uh, whenever I get a second in a room like that, we did a battle of the bands with high school kids at the Nelson and I was in the room with like 15 committee kids that are like 16, 17 years old, I couldn't ask questions fast enough. Mm -hmm. Just fascinated by the stuff you can pick up because you just don't get that access. And uh, I guess you're, that's, that's your, your plan, your backup. Your yeah, I, I always, I think it's important to listen to young people and know what they have to say and respect their, what they're listening to and be like, well, yeah, thanks. You know, yeah. like it's important to listen. And even though it may not have been something you would have thought 20 years ago you'd listen to, you're like, I can see why I like this now. And uh, again, I think why I listen to a lot of rap music now too is because rap music's so easily able to be made nowadays that you don't, if you can't afford to buy a guitar and an amp and things like that, you can create music on your computer. And that's why electronic music, I right. think too, really is opening the world up to everyone to have an opportunity to create sound and music. 
what bands are still on your bucket list? I know a couple of these aren't around anymore. Uh, you'd send in Prince and David Bowie. Oh. Sorry, you missed those. I know. It's, you know, it. I had tickets to go see David Bowie. It was a rough day at the work, and it at was Starlight. raining, and I, I skipped it. I was like, oh, he'll be back. Oh. I know. What can you, you can't You can't. You, you can't. just, you don't know. Exactly. You mentioned two other people, though, Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen. And again, I think in this past year, seeing that there are people that we've lost that are highly creative, respected individuals in music, I need to start going through that checklist. So, you know, I did the Steely Dan, I got my foreigner in, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm going through a few of these to make sure I'm I'm hitting some of the oldies. And I realized I, I hadn't seen Tom Petty and I'm like, oh, great. He was just here and he I missed that one. Here. So I'll, I, I, I'd like to believe. Hang on there, Tom. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get oh, yeah. you next time. Well, another song we're going to play is by Angel Olsen. We can't really say the name of the song, but Angel Olsen will be here on October 5th at the Granada. I'm really looking forward to the show. Uh, the song is called Unblank the World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, here it is. Here's Angel Olsen. Phenomenal Wilson. artist, if you don't already. Yes. I quit my dreaming. That was music by Angel Olsen. You can catch her at the Granada on October 5th. And uh, thank you for tuning in to the 8160 here on 90.9 The Bridge. We're joined this week by with Jackie Becker of 11 Productions as we wrap up this week's show, Always Against the Clock. Um, <laughs> we're going to go out with music from a band uh, called The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die. <laughs> Very long title. They're going to be in Lawrence at the Bottleneck on uh, October 19th. I'm excited about that show. We have two more quick questions for Jackie uh, from 11 Productions. Other than the mortgage, how do you stay motivated in a really difficult industry to keep doing what you're doing? I think it's that thing when you 
hear a song, whether it's, you know, you're driving in the car or something on random Spotify comes up or you find a new mix on SoundCloud and you're like, what is this? I have to find this. And then you share it with other people and then you realize they love it as much. And then you're like, okay, let's bring them here. And smiles just, on faces. Smiles on faces, yeah. always. Uh, the, 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 the connectivity between a band and a fan is the most beautiful thing ever, and it just keeps me going every day. And the last question, because it's the name of your company. <laughs> What's your favorite film that has anything to do with music? Well, our amps go up to 11. <laughs> so, of course, it would be Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap from 11 Productions. We've been joined by Jackie Becker. We're going to go out with music this week from the band The World is a Beautiful Place and I'm No Longer Afraid to Die. The song is called The Word Lisa. They're coming to the bottleneck October 19th. Thank you. Oh, it's Thank been you a pleasure. Thank you this very much for coming in. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody.